0: I'd like to guide you now through an adventure involving two worlds, each of which, as they brush in passing, leaves its indelible mark upon the other. Two worlds not common to the experience of most of us. The world of crime and the world of the occult. An uneasy association, you say? Yes, that and more. Much, much more, as you will hear. Our mystery drama, The Money Makers, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Field and Farrington and stars William Redfield and Bryna Rayburn. It is sponsored in part by Listerine Lozenges and Sinoff, the sinus medicines. I'll be back shortly with Act One. In case you've forgotten how much fun driving can be, Buick would like to introduce you to Skylark. A small car that's all Buick, with room, comfort, and an engine that no other compact car in America offers. The incredible Buick V6. Skylark, it's free spirit made practical. told by eyewitnesses, or better still, by participants in the events themselves. For this occasion, I have such a participant to tell you his own story. He is not your run-of-the-mill narrator, however. He is, uh, to put it plainly, a ghost. A ghost? Yes. These hundred years past, I have been a ghost, restricted to the haunting of a single old house. How this came about, I suppose, might interest some, but that is not the matter I wish to dwell upon. I want to tell you instead a story of much more recent vintage, and I believe of far greater interest. You're kid. This is the house? Well, what were you expecting, Steve? Buckingham Palace? Oh, I, I think it sits kind of sweet. Julie thinks everything's kind of sweet. It's moldy. You open the front door, the whole thing falls down on your head. Now, look. I, I? I should have picked out the place myself. Well, it wouldn't look bad if it had some curtains on the windows. And maybe if somebody cut the grass. Now, Steve, the rent's dirt cheap and nobody comes snooping around. It's exactly what we're looking for. Hello, fellow in the village said it's haunted, too.
1: Haunted? I didn't hear that. I never was in a haunted
0: house ever in my life. Now, look, if I'm going to have to spend the rest of the summer listening to you beef about the house, we might as well... He wants a medal. He found a moldy old house with a ghost in it. Okay. You want me to back the van out of the driveway and we call the whole thing off? Okay, no call to get all steamed up. I lived in lousy dumps before. Not haunted, but lousy. Come on, let's get unloaded. We got a printing press to set up. Roy? Uh, you, you better just uh, stay out of the way, huh, Julie? Yeah. yeah, out of the way.
1: Okay. Hey, what are you going to do with the printing trips way out here in the country?
0: Okay, Roy, tell her. Uh, well, uh, Steve and I have decided to go into the printing business for ourselves, Julie. Oh, that's nice. But <laughs> way out here? Well, uh, uh, you don't understand, Julie. You see, what we're going to do is... Um, Well, look,
1: Um, uh, of course, I don't know anything uh, about business or any of that, but I think you'd want to be, like, in the city or somewhere. uh, I mean, what's going on way out here? Oh, we'll
0: return to the city. That's why we took this place just for the summer. I mean, we want to set up here in the basement and practice, see? So by, say, October, we'll really know what we're doing and be ready to compete with the best in the business. Oh.
1: Well, so what are you going to
0: print? While you're practicing, I mean. What are we going to... Well, you know, this and that. It it don't matter what you print, you know. It's how you print it. Oh. Can we get moving? At this rate, it's going to be October before we get the damn thing even running. Yeah, right. Okay, Julie, you want to go upstairs and fix us some lunch? I mean, driving makes me hungry.
1: all right. Uh, Ham and cheese on Rye away?
0: Yeah, sure, fine. Whatever.
1: Yeah, well, I'll fix some coffee also if I can find
0: the pot. Thanks. That's great. You mean to tell me she's going to buy a cookie story like that? We're going to spend the summer practicing? Julie believes anything I tell her. Yeah, I guess. Anything anybody tells her. Julie's okay, Steve. I mean, she's kind of dumb, but she's okay. Yeah, we shouldn't have brought her with us, Roy. You should have left her in the apartment in the city where she couldn't get in no trouble. We've been all through this a dozen times already. Somebody's got to cook. Somebody's got to clean up the mess. Besides, she's my wife. I mean, I... I gotta take her places with me. Uh, I just got this feeling... She's here now, Steve. Okay. Can I see the plates? Yeah, yeah. I got them right here in the briefcase. You sure she can't hear us from upstairs? Sure, I'm sure. She wouldn't be listening anyhow. Yeah. Yeah. Ha, <laughs> There's my babies. Oh. Hey, they, uh... They look pretty good. Pretty good. Let me tell you something. There ain't never been a better $10 or $20 bill than what we're going to make with these plates. Except maybe government issue. Yeah. Ernie Cochran made these plates for Eddie Strong. And they're the best. Yeah, but uh, no heat on them or nothing, huh? They've been sitting in Eddie's safe deposit box for 10 years since he used them. Eddie willed them to me before the Morley boys got them. Rest his soul. I didn't like Steve. He was a nasty little man with dirty fingernails. And I didn't like the way he talked about Julie. Roy wasn't as bad as Steve, but I knew it was Julie with whom I must communicate. I was watching and listening while they had lunch.
1: <sighs> as soon as I get these dishes washed, I'll unpack everything. Oh, and I have to clean up this kitchen, too. It's awful. I haven't looked at the bedrooms yet.
0: Where did they get the furniture in this house? Looks like they bought it used from the ark after the rain stopped. Oh, it's all Victorian, like the house. The original stuff, some of it. I mean, that's what the agent said. Uh, just about right for a ghost, I guess. Has anybody heard or seen anything of the ghost? Oh, come on, Julie. You act like you want to see the damn thing.
1: Well, I never saw a ghost. It would be like a... A new experience for me. Look,
0: will you just knock it off about the ghost? I mean, what's the matter with you two anyway? There is no such thing as ghosts. You're just asking for trouble living in a haunted house. Except, why does it have to be trouble? I mean, a
1: ghost is just somebody. Only they're dead instead of alive, you know? If I die and get to be a ghost, I'd I'd still be me, wouldn't I?
0: Yeah. Look, I'm getting as sick of that ghost as if he was real. Come on, Steve. Let's get back to work, huh? Yeah, uh, sure. <sighs> only why did you have to rent the house with a ghost in it? That's what I can't figure. Aww. Julie. Roy? Roy, did you call me? Uh, no, no, no. I, I didn't call. Well, hey, we're busy, Julie. I thought I heard... Uh, okay. Julie, huh? it's not your husband. I'm right here in the room with you.
1: I I, I I don't see anybody. No, you
0: can't see me. Now, don't be frightened.
1: I'm not. Hey, are you the ghost?
0: Yes, I am. But it's all right, Julie. I don't mean you any harm.
1: I thought you, you saw a ghost.
2: Well, some ghosts, I suppose. People don't see me. They only hear me.
1: Oh. Well, you do have a... a kind of spooky voice.
2: I wouldn't have troubled you, but there is a favor, I must ask.
1: A favor? Well, sure. Anything I can do.
2: Thank you. First, though, I must tell you my story... It isn't a very pretty story, but it won't take long.
1: Oh, I'd I'd love to hear it.
2: I built this
0: house a long time ago for myself and my wife. I wanted to write a great novel. I felt that I could, and I had enough money to allow me to indulge myself in this way, but... My wife... My wife was perfidious.
1: Perfidious? Oh, did that mean... She cheated, doesn't it?
0: That's exactly what it means. I had a friend. Well, I thought it was my friend who published books. Uh He had encouraged me to try my hand at a novel. And he spent a great deal of time with my wife and myself here in our new home. Ostensibly, they helped me with my work. but, But he was making love to my wife.
1: Oh, now that's a dirty trick.
2: Yes. Yes, I found them out eventually, of course, and I thought about killing him. But I wasn't the sort to do it. I couldn't bring myself to. Instead, they killed me.
1: but what had you ever done to them? Well, I was
0: in their way. There was a little room down in the basement, an alcove, really, where we kept kindling and firewood. They put my body in there and walled up the open space with bricks. You wouldn't know there had ever been a room there. Well, my body's been there ever since.
1: Oh, that's terrible. How how could anybody do such a thing?
2: Oh, yes, it was a terrible thing to do.
1: And and you want to get even?
2: Oh, no, 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 nothing like that. Perhaps I did for a time, but that was
0: a long time ago. They're both dead now, of course.
1: Well, then, what kind of favor?
0: There are rules that the dead must follow. I am not allowed to leave this house until my mortal remains are taken out of that sealed room and given proper burial with a prayer.
1: That's all. Well, we can do that.
0: I would be very grateful. Eternally grateful. The wall that must be broken down is at the opposite end of the basement from where your husband and his friend have set up their printing press. It is the only section of brick wall. It should not be difficult to find. If... if you would.
1: Of course. Either tonight or first thing tomorrow morning. Oh, good gracious, of course we will. <laughs>
0: now, that was a steak. Yeah, better than the beans and franks we'd have probably had if Julie hadn't been here, right, Steve? Oh, why wouldn't I be here? Oh, after a steak like that, I ain't mad at nobody. You stay forever, Julie. Hey, any more of that beer in the icebox there? Yeah, most of the case. Hey, uh, you want a beer, Roy? Yeah, sure, why not? Okay. Hey, the uh, kitchen looks pretty respectable, the way you got it cleaned up, Julie. <laughs> it's really a sweet little house. Yeah, uh, we gotta get hold of a TV somewhere. Uh, Roy... Can I talk to you? Sure, baby. I, uh... Look,
1: y- you got to believe this, Roy. I was talking to the ghost this afternoon. Just after lunch.
0: <laughs> Julie, come off it. Talking
1: to us? Y- his name is Noah Carpenter. It was, anyway. He was, he was murdered in this house. I don't know how long ago, when it was new, and they hid his body in an alcove down in the basement. He wants us to take it out of there and bury it.
0: Are you trying to tell me you found all that out from a ghost? Yeah. A talking ghost? Talks just as good as you. Better if you want to know. I don't like it. I don't like ghosts around underfoot. Wait a minute. Wait, are you both crazy? For Pete's sake, there is no such thing as ghosts. Look, we have to break through a brick wall down the basement. I know where to look.
1: And we have to take him out and bury him and say A prayer? A prayer? You want to do it now or wait until morning?
0: Roy, I want to rush this job through and get out of here. This place gives me the creeps. Look, you're both out of your skulls. We're going to go right ahead and do everything the way we planned it. We're not going to rush things and we're not going to go looking for dead bodies. I mean, what is the matter with you two? But I can do it myself if you won't help me. You are to stay out of that basement, Julie. That's an order.
2: I heard everything they said, of course, and I was quite puzzled by my own reaction. I wasn't sure, after a century of waiting, I wasn't really sure I wanted to be set free.
0: Not as long as Julie stayed in the house. I knew it was nonsense, I knew it could never possibly work out. I was a
2: ghost, after all, and she was
0: very, very much alive
2: but I was in love with Julie.
0: There's an interesting question that's been asked over and over, but never, to my knowledge, satisfactorily answered. What portion of true love is physical and what portion spiritual? There is nothing physical left of Noah Carpenter. Julie gives the impression of being more than a little physical. Can there be any sort of union between the holy spiritual and the primarily physical? We'll look for, though I can't guarantee to find, an answer when I return shortly with that too.
1: I want that sinus medicine.
0: Headache tablet?
1: No, the sinus medicine that relieves headache and congestion. Internal sinus pressure and post-nasal drip.
2: You mean sign-off? Exactly. Compare sign-off tablets with anything you've ever taken for sinus. No sinus tablet you can buy relieves more symptoms. Sign off gives you a full dose of pure aspirin plus a powerful sinus drainer. Sign off works fast to help sinus pain while you drain. S-I-N-E-O-S-S. Sign off. The sinus medicines in the bright red box. Take when needed, only as directed.
1: Everyone is
0: got you. Got you.
2: Welcome to the Bahamas,
0: the country of 700 islands. I'm Captain Henry Pythram of Bahamas Air, the Bahamas' own airline, and I'd be pleased to show you our islands. I can fly you to colonial-style Nassau Paradise Island, or to swinging Freeport, Lukaya, to Eleuthera, where the pineapples grow, or to Bimini, where the fishing is fantastic. Every
2: one of our Bahama Islands is a whole different experience. You choose your favorites, and I'll fly you there. In
1: the, Bahamas,
2: the Bahamas, the country of 700 islands. Eight-day, seven-night packages range from $89 to $436 per person, double occupancy, plus airfare. Call toll-free 800-327-0787, Bahamas Tourist Office. Hello there, mystery cuckoos. This is Gene Shepard. Speaking of mysteries, as far as I'm concerned, the
0: greatest mystery of them all is the one that you used to see in the old movies. You remember when you were a kid and you'd go on a Saturday afternoon, you'd see these movies with guys like Charlie Chan in them, and there would always be a scene where these people are living in a haunted house that was owned by the dead duchess or the dead countess, and there was reputedly ghosts or something terrible there. And this girl is asleep in this bed. And the wind is blowing the curtains. <gasps> and suddenly, a panel slowly opens up back of her bed. And she's asleep. And a creeping claw comes out, reaching for her throat. <gasps> oh, great Scott. You'll hear the rest of the story tonight at 9.15. On the Gene Shepherd Show. Monday through Friday, of course. The creeping claw will get you. It will get you if you don't watch out.
2: Here's Ralph Linger, better known as Mr. I-Know-Where-They-Are. Ralph, whatever became of Edwin Loudy, the inventor of the bridge lamp? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so he's well up in his 90s now,
0: but he still works every day taking chain-link
2: fences apart. A listener would like to know whatever became of a young daredevil named Warner Bromley who flew a Zeppelin upside down? Ah, uh, yes. He once tried to fly a Zeppelin upside down through the framework of the Eiffel Tower. What's he doing now? He inflates weather balloons for the government. All right, Mr. I-Know-Where-They-Are. How about Stuffy Hodgson, Calvin Hooghavan, Jimmy Schwab, Fred Falvey, and Mary Backstage?
0: Oh, they're all to be found in the pages of the new Bob and Ray book, Right If You Get Work, along with Wally Ballou, Tippy the Wonder Dog, and many more fascinating characters. That's
2: Right If You Get Work, the best of Bob and Ray at your bookstore now. Incidentally, Edwin Lowdy claimed he invented the bridge lamp, but he didn't. Well, he's in his 90s now. I don't see any point in reopening that controversy. Right if you get work, the new book by Bob and Ray is available now at book and department stores, published by Random House.
0: Some very strange things are happening in the old house which Noah Carpenter has been haunting these past hundred years. You'd think just the haunting would be sufficiently out of the ordinary, wouldn't you? But now a printing press has been installed in the basement of the house, and Roy and Steve plan to use it to print a great deal of counterfeit money. And as if even that weren't enough, Noah, the ghost, has fallen in love with Roy's wife, Julie. All very involved and seemingly unresolvable. Okay, okay, that's enough. No waste of paper, it's just a test run. Right. The pens look pretty good, Steve. Yeah, yeah, and the uh, and the 20s, too. Pretty darn good. You better believe it. I mean, like real, you know? I'd take them any day. Yeah, except they all got the same serial number. Anybody would take them. You know, I bet you could run these things to a bank one at a time. It gives me a kind of a creepy feeling, you know? Making my own money. <laughs> You'll get used to it. Uh, what are we going to do with it, you know? After we get it printed? I told you already. I got to fix it up with Sam Brophy. You know Sam? No. The handler, they call him. Oh. He gets the stuff into circulation. Yeah, but how? I mean, how does he do it? Well, that's his business. I'm uh, not about to ask him. Yeah, but how much... Well, I never asked you how much his take is. We get 20%. We get 20%. That's right. We give him a quarter of a million queer ones, and he gives us 50,000 straight ones. 50,000? Out of a quarter of a million? It's a real good deal. Yeah, but I figured couldn't we do it ourselves? You know, pocket the whole 250 grand? Forget it. Why? For one thing, I got a deal with Sam. Besides, he's got the contacts, and we ain't. We try something like that, we're both gonna end up doing a stretch. Oh man, you make a quarter of a million bucks, you end up with only fifty thousand. It seems kind of lopsided to me. And we split it, so it comes to twenty five grand apiece. That's what I mean. So when was the last time you were twenty five thousand dollars spending money? I never did. Julie. Julie! Hey, is is that... It's Snower, Julie. So, crying out loud, how long have you been in here watching me? I just got here. I've been down in the basement. Well,
1: well, you shouldn't sneak up on a girl when she's got her hair tied up in an old rag and wearing these awful old slacks.
0: You look beautiful, Julie. Very beautiful.
1: Well, thank you. I, I was just trying to clean this living room a little...
2: Oh, it's been quite a while since the place was cleaned.
1: You know something? It's not fair.
0: What isn't fair?
1: Well, you can see me in a mess like this, or all dressed up, or or goodness only knows how else. But but you, I've got no idea at all what you look like.
2: I don't look like anything. The reason you can't see me is that there is nothing to see.
1: Just nothing?
2: I can't explain it to you. I'm not permitted
0: to. Huh. Uh, Julie, may I ask you a very personal question?
1: You can ask.
0: Do you love your husband?
1: Oh, that's some question. I I mean, I, I'm married to him, aren't
0: I? Oh, well, that's not what I asked,
1: is it? Well, Maybe I don't know the answer. I'm married to him, and he doesn't push me around or anything... I mean, I mean, what business is it yours?
2: If I were something besides what I am,
0: well, I think I'd have to say I'm in love with you. Oh, oh. However, it's quite absurd. We won't talk about it anymore.
2: Actually, I was wondering how badly you'd be hurt if you knew. Well, perhaps you do know.
1: Know what?
0: What Roy and Steve are doing down in the basement. They're going to print counterfeit money,
2: Julie. $250,000 in counterfeit tens and twenties.
1: That's against the law. Roy's not a criminal.
2: If he isn't now, he
0: will be very soon.
1: What am I supposed to do?
0: Leave. Get out of this house and away from this whole business. You mustn't get involved. Oh. You're a fine person. Too good to go to prison for something you had no part in. Please. Why should I go to prison? You're an accomplice, Julie. You've helped them. Disassociate yourself, those two? I, I don't...
1: I, I don't think I could just pack up and leave. Not without talking to Roy first, at least.
0: I'm afraid that would be a very dangerous thing to do. But, you
1: can say, why? Well, what's dangerous?
0: I don't know about Roy, but I'm quite sure that Steve is potentially a violent man. Speak up, gonna hit the hay. Oh, it's only 10 o'clock, Steve. Yeah, we got a big day tomorrow, Roy. Wouldn't hurt if you got a good night's sleep yourself. Well, uh... Roy, uh, could I talk to you for a few minutes before you go up to bed? Oh, huh? oh, okay, sure. Uh, if we got a problem or something here, I don't have to go right this minute.
1: Look, it's personal, Steve. Between me and Roy.
0: Oh, ah, well, okay, I'll see you in the morning. I ain't one to butt into nobody's private business. <laughs>
1: You and Steve got such a great big day tomorrow.
0: Well, you know, Julie, the more practice we get in, the better we're going to be when we open up our own place next fall. Well, you've been a printer, part-time at
1: least, ever since you were a kid, boy. How come you have to practice all of a sudden?
0: Oh, well, you see, you go in business for yourself. It ain't the same, Julie. you got to be good at all kinds of work. I mean, you just wouldn't believe some of the stuff people want printed.
1: Like money?
0: What are you talking about?
1: Like phony ten and twenty dollar bills, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth.
0: Wait a minute. Where'd you get an idea like that? It doesn't matter where I got it. Is it true? Have you been snooping around down there in a the cellar? You've been listening to me and Steve talking. So it's true. I didn't say that. I said where'd you get hold of such a crazy idea in the first place?
1: Where I got the idea is my business, and I'm not going to tell you.
0: Julie, I. <laughs> that hurts. Now look, that's a sample. See. Just a sample. Next time, I don't just slap you. Now, where did you hear all this crazy stuff? Noah told me. D- Noah? Noah Carpenter. The ghost. Look, I wasn't kidding, Julie. The next one is going to be hit a real... You me once more, and I'm out of this place like a shot. Steve was right. We never should have brought you out here. Steve. Roy. Hey, was that you said my name, Roy? Right?
2: It wasn't Roy. My name is Noah Carpenter. I'm the...
0: the ghost. You're the... Hey, come on, cut it out. Roy, stop kidding around, will you? It isn't Roy. Does my voice sound like Roy's? Roy? Roy, Roy help! That isn't going to do you any good. How do you think Roy can help you? Yeah. Help. Steve, what's the matter with you? The ghost, he's here. He's right in here with us. Oh, holy Toledo, not the ghost again, Steve. He's here, I tell you, you got to believe me. He was talking just like people. Oh, wait a you imagined it, Steve. I didn't. He was... He's here. He's here right now. Get some sleep, will you? You're all keyed up. Hey, you ain't leaving, are you, Roy? I don't want to be left alone with that uh, that, that thing. i I, I got to get back to Julie. She's... I'm, I'm, I'm having a little trouble with Julie. You're going to leave me here alone? Steve. You'll be okay. I told you there wasn't anything he could do for you, Steve. All right. What do you want from me? You're right. I do want something from you. Tell me and get it over with, will you? I want you to take those plates and go. Leave this house. I don't know nothing about no place. The tens and twenties, Steve. The ones Eddie Strong will deal before the Morley boys got him. Isn't that what you say? What's it to you, anyhow? Why should a ghost care about what people do? Since I do care, it isn't important why, is it? Okay, what if I just had you to go to blazes? I'll see to it that you're apprehended and brought to justice. Both you and Roy. Now, how are you going to do that? You ain't nothing but a ghost. I've told Julie about the counterfeiting. I expect her to help me. Julie ain't going to blow the whistle on me and Roy. He's her husband. I don't think Julie wants anything to do with that kind of money. What just say she does, though? What could you do? The owner of Village was talking about you. Said you couldn't leave the house. You're stuck in here. Yes, that is true. So there ain't a darn thing you can do if Julie don't blow the whistle. I'm depending on Julie. The ghost told her about the plates and all. Is that what you were fighting about last night? Ghost, ghost, ghost. All I hear is ghost. There ain't no such thing, Steve. You think not? Look, Steve, she knows what we're doing. Then who do you think told her? You think I told her? That lousy ghost told her. That's who. Well, whoever. She knows. Is she going to blow the whistle? I don't know. I, 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 I don't believe she would. I do. I'm her husband, Steve. It's happened before. I think we better make plans. You mean pack the stuff back in the van and forget the whole deal? I got a better idea. What idea? There ain't a thing that Ghost can do to us without Julie's help. He admitted it last night. Steve, I got enough trouble without ghosts. What kind of a plan have you got, huh? The Ghost is real. You'll have to take my word for it. But without Julie, he can't do a thing to us. Not one darn thing. So what's the plan, Steve? we got a hole somewhere down here in the cellar with one body already in it. Why'd I make it two? We're going to have to waste, Julie. Counterfeiting is a crime against the financial structure of the society in which it is committed. Deplorable, of course. But murder, murder is a crime against God. And against the very nature of civilization. An evil, evil thing. A man has just been asked to collaborate in the murder of his own wife. Not in a passionate frenzy, but in cold blood. We haven't heard his answer yet, but we shall when I return shortly with Act 3. Buick's 1976 Century Regal is the most luxurious midsize car Buick Bills but it's also got a practical side. In fact, it makes a concession to practicality that no other American mid-sized car does. It comes with a V6 engine and a Buick V6 at that. Regal, it's got the spirit.
2: Chock Full of Nuts, the heavenly coffee, comes in just one grind. It makes perfect coffee every time, no matter how you make it. Whether you use the old-fashioned percolator or any of the new automatics, Mr. Coffee Norelco, West Bend, or any other coffee maker, Chock Full of Nuts is the only coffee that gives you that perfect heavenly flavor in any of them. Chock Full of Nuts all-method grind coffee is a blend of the world's most expensive coffees in one grind. It makes heavenly coffee in any coffee maker, too. Only the finest, richest, most expensive coffee beans money can buy are blended into our heavenly coffee. So because we pay more for our beans, you get more flavor with the coffee. It's worth it. Why don't you try it?
0: Our two worlds, the world of crime and the world of the occult, have confronted each other and are joined in a bitter struggle. Right and wrong are clearly defined, and if you believe that right always triumphs, there is no cause for concern over the outcome. But history doesn't seem to prove beyond reasonable doubt that right, as we understand it, does always triumph in the end. The truth is, the most worthy of all are often... The Lost Causes. Ju- Julie? Julie, you in there?
1: Go away, Roy.
0: I want to talk to you, Julie.
1: I'm resting.
0: Look, I have to talk to you, Julie. Now, please, it's important.
1: Well, if you were coming in anyway, why did you bother to knock?
0: Now, Julie, listen. About last night.
1: About you slapping me? You want to talk about that?
0: No, no. About, uh... About the counterfeiting?
1: You admit that's what you're doing down there?
0: <sighs> yeah, yeah, that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. The, the thing is, honey, I never could get any money ahead. Never, you know? I mean, not even, not even enough to let us feel comfortable.
1: So you decided to make your own. You think just because
0: you couldn't earn all the money you wanted, that
1: makes it all right?
0: To Look, come... I'm sick of being broke. And we're not hurting anybody, Julie. We're not stealing from anybody. All we're doing is just putting some fresh money in circulation.
1: Then why is there a law that says you have to go to jail for doing it? Uh... Look, Roy, how much have you made already, huh? I mean, how many of the things have you run off? A few samples. We haven't even really started. Okay. If you want to burn up that stuff you've already made and promise not to make any more, if you just shut down the whole operation and we move out of this place, okay, I I won't leave you. Leave me? You're surprised. You, you admit you're a counterfeiter and you slapped my face last night and you're surprised when I think about walking out?
0: I, I i never thought I'd hear you talk like this, Julie. I Well, I guess the world is full of little surprises. I never thought I'd be married to a criminal. Look, I can't pull out now. I'm sure you can.
1: Are you scared of Steve?
0: Well, oh, he's uh, hes dumped a lot of money into this thing, Julie. He's made commitments and he... he, he he trusted me. That bum! He wouldn't trust his own mother. Look, if if I don't pull out of this job, will you go to the police or something like that? I mean, would you turn us in? I don't know.
1: I think probably I would.
0: You don't mean that.
1: I think most likely I would. Yeah.
2: I heard all that, of course. I was struggling with my conscience. For ghosts do have consciences. Conscience is a thoroughly spiritual thing. I had more to gain selfishly by keeping my hands off than by
0: interfering. I followed Roy down to the basement where Steve was waiting for him. Okay, you had your talk with Julie. What'd she say? Well, she uh, she still wants us to knock it off, Steve. Uh, like she says, just load the press back on the van and drive away. Oh, no. But, but listen, you can see how she feels. She, she she gets hit with this thing right out of the blue. Why and... do I care how she feels? We're all set up here and ready to run. We'll go ahead with it. We can't. She'll just... Di- well, look, I'm, I'm getting scared she'll turn us in. Well, we'll have to do it my way, I guess. We're well, gonna have to waste, Julie. No, no, no. You can't do that, Steve. You want to bet? Hey. You don't have to pull a gun on me. You better get used to it, Roy. I gave you a chance to go along like a nice guy, and you blew it. Now you do things my way, or you get your head blown off. <laughs> Place is going to be lousy with ghosts. Julie
1: that you know? Yes. Boy, even Roy knocks before he comes into a lady's room.
0: He has knuckles. Oh. Julie, there's no choice any longer. You must leave this place.
1: Well, I've been thinking about it. There's no
0: more time for thinking. They're planning to kill you.
1: Kill me? Oh, come on. Roy wouldn't do a thing like that.
0: Steve would.
1: Roy wouldn't let him.
0: Roy can't stop him. You'll have to go right away. They aren't going to give you much time.
1: Noah, are you just trying to get me away from Roy again? Is that
0: what it is? What Steve wants to do is break down that wall and hide your body in the same room with mine. That's... Macabre, yes, macabre. But do you know what it would mean... It would mean that you and I, our
2: spiritual selves, would be imprisoned in this house together for all eternity. Unless someone found our bodies. one That wouldn't be bad for me. I'd be much happier having you with me. But but I don't want it to happen to you. You must understand,
0: I am not selfishly motivated when I beg you to go.
1: I, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, you, you're really a very sweet guy, Noah. Maybe if Roy could have been a little more like you, it...
0: Will
2: you leave now,
1: Julie? (laughs) I'm not afraid of those two.
0: I haven't decided yet. Put some back into it, Roy. You act like you don't enjoy this kind of work. (sighs) You holding a gun on me, making me break into a room where you want to hide my wife's body after you've killed her? You're right. I don't enjoy it. Well, do it anyway. you don't get to work, I'm going to have an extra body to stuff in there. Now, you see, all it takes is a little elbow grease. Okay, now widen the hole. Work the bricks loose around it. Steve, I... I, uh... I think I'm going to be sick. There's, there's some bones in there. A skeleton... Well, it figures, don't it? The ghost said he was in there. Well, we you uh, gonna take the thing out and bury it. Oh, you got to be kidding! Well, that's what Julie said we should do. What we broke the wall down for, Roy, was to put one in, not take one out. Steve, please, I can handle Julie. We'll go ahead just like we planned, and Julie won't make any more trouble. I give you my word. She you... won't make no trouble. That's one thing you are dead right about. I widen out that hole. <sighs> Steve, if you. if you kill Julie, I don't care if it takes the rest of my life, the rest of your go. life ain't gonna amount to much if you don't shut up. All right. We're going upstairs now. Now you walk just a little ahead of me and don't get funny. Just keep on thinking about this gun and remembering how I wouldn't mind using it. <laughs>
1: Are you still here?
2: Yes, I'm here, Julie.
1: Look, I've decided to take your advice. I'm going to leave just as soon as I can get packed.
2: I'm afraid it's
0: too late, Julie. They're coming for you right now. Steve and Roy. Steve is forcing Roy at gunpoint. He has no choice. What shall I do? Take the phone off and put it down on the table.
1: If they're coming right now, I won't have it's time
0: the to... the only way I can help you, Julie. I can't
2: manipulate material objects. I can't pick up the phone or dial it. I can't interfere physically, no matter what Steve does to you. Please, just lift the phone off and dial zero. Please, Julie. Oh. Oh.
0: Julie. He's got a gun. There wasn't anything I could do. Come on downstairs, Julie. I'm
1: going nowhere with either of you.
0: Okay, take her down, Roy. C- come on, Julie, please. we got to do what he says. I don't have to. Julie. You your hands off me. Honey, I mean, he just he wants must... you to come downstairs. I mean, that's all he wants. <laughs> sure old Steve wouldn't hurt a fly. You know that. Uh-huh. Uh, all right. Operator, please send the police to the old carpenter place out on Beachwood Road. It's an emergency. There's going to be a murder. Right to the back of the cellar. Show her where.
1: He, he's going to kill me, isn't he, Roy?
0: I I tried to stop him, Julie, but he made okay, me. Okay, okay, right over there. Now, you see that hole? It's real cozy in there. Got a skeleton and everything. A
1: skeleton? You found Noah! Huh.
0: Somebody anyway, what used to be somebody.
1: Now listen, we have to take him out and bury him and say a prayer. You can do whatever you want after that, but we have to. You see that
0: hole? Crawl on through there, Julie. A hundred years he's been in there. Nothing but bones. Get on inside.
1: I will not.
0: I didn't ask you. I told you not do it.
1: So you can shoot me in there instead of out here? You want me in there? You put me in there?
0: If that's the way you want it, don't do it, Steve. What? Who? who said that? Noah! One... That damn ghost again. Not damned, Steve. Confined to this house until my bones are properly buried, but not damned. You're the one who has that to look forward to. I don't need your lousy sermon. Do you have any idea what the punishment is for murder and life? If they catch you, so... I don't mean worldly punishment. I mean the final judgment and punishment, and you'll be caught, Steve. There is no place to hide. You're going to give me the fire and brimstone routine now? I heard that since I was a kid. Fire and brimstone for some, but for a greedy one like you, something more imaginative, I should think. For example, poverty. Never enough to eat. Never enough clothing to cover you decently or keep you warm. Never the hope even that things will get better. That ain't the way I heard it when I was a kid. And loneliness. Never anyone who'll even pretend to be your friend as Roy has done here. An eternity of loneliness and want. You'll know yourself as utterly despicable. You'll envy those, even the other damned souls who don't have to live with you. You'll despise yourself that much. Now wait just a minute. A million lifetimes of regret. A million lifetimes to remember the moment you put enough pressure on that trigger to cause the gun to fire. You'll have all eternity in which to wish you hadn't done that. Now look, I ain't done it yet. You have only
2: this moment to make the decision. Make it the wrong way and you'll spend all eternity wishing you hadn't. Either
0: squeeze the trigger now, Steve... Or hand the gun to Julie and spare yourself eternal damnation. Well, I... I, I... I still got the plates. I could. Ah, here, take the stupid thing. Take the gun, Julie. Don't think you scared me any, though. It's a hairy situation, that's all. I don't have to be told when a situation gets too hairy to handle. Hey, what's that? What's what? Oh, well, it sounds like... Don't that sound like a siren? Somebody thinks... I'm getting out of here. Are you coming, Roy? Will I... Uh, no, what shall I do? Let him go. They'll catch you. Steve's right. Look, honey, we got to get out of here. You go ahead. I... I'm not leaving yet. Julie, I can't wait. They'll... Okay, I'm going.
1: Oh, Noah. You saved my life.
2: I wonder if all those things I said are
0: true. I don't really know. Why? Well,
1: you, you could have let him kill me and... We'd have been together. <laughs> I don't think I'd have minded too much.
2: I couldn't let the same thing happen to you that's happened to me.
1: Uh, well, I'll see to it that they, you know, bury you. I'll ask him to let me say the prayer.
2: Yes, I'd like that.
1: Do, do we have to say...
2: Goodbye, Julie. Goodbye.
0: They did take my body out of the old house, and I think they must have buried it, because I feel... I somehow feel that I am about to move on. I shall miss Julie. Miss her very deeply.
1: Still...
2: The mortal span is short. Another 50 years, another 60. We'll meet again, Julie and I.
0: It's heartening to feel that there are such emotions as love, hope, and compassion in the next life. And I found it comforting, too, that Noah seemed as human as he did. Not a moaning, chain-rattling, terrifying specter, but, as Julie herself said, just somebody who was no longer alive. I'll be back in the flesh in just a moment. and Roy were both apprehended. They were tried, convicted, and are serving relatively short terms. Julie has gone her own way and is doing well. She often thinks of Noah. As for Noah, I don't have a follow-up on him, but uh, there must be rewards as well as punishments, so I'm not worried. I'm sure I needn't worry either about having you in the audience for our next mysterious tale. Our cast included Ralph Bell, Bryna Rayburn, William Redfield, and Jack Grimes. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the McComb.